0: Hello listeners, just a quick message before we start today. Unfortunately this week we had a little bit of audio difficulties with our guest's audio track so we're going to need to do a little bit of work on it but I did want to let you know that we had a fantastic conversation with Snatch 2497. We learned a little bit about what he likes to play, about his gaming history and then we delved into a, a topic that was was kind of fascinating and I think I think it relates to all of us, so we will have that up in the next few weeks. So today, it's just me and Mindy. It's a fairly relaxed and chilled episode, so you know, pull up your favorite game, pull up your easy game, pull up a drink, pull up a chair. Let's get started.
1: It's time for Push Two Play, your weekly trophy podcast with Mindy and CJ.
0: and thank you for joining us to episode 22 of Push to Plank. Well, what a week. Two podcasts in one week, but we're finally catching up, listeners. Touch what everything holds together today. No wheels fall off the train, but we, we shall see as we go. Mindy, how's your week been?
1: Yeah, it's been oh, it's been okay. It feels like it's been two days since I spoke to you last. <laughs> it's, it's almost like a little stalkerish, isn't it? Yeah, from you know, halfway across the globe. That's that's impressive and a little creepy.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. When my name comes up on the PS4, uh, PS4 thing, you must quickly have to go offline now so that I don't see you. So we have a little bit of distance.
1: Absolutely appear as offline that's me look
0: i do notice look let's sidebar for a second listeners come come come, come closer come in you know you get ready get your drink ready we're about we're about to start but i just i just want to have a little sidebar here do you actually play on that offline mode quite a lot is, is that do you do you like that do you?
1: it it depends sometimes sometimes i will just turn off my inner my internet connection on my ps4 okay it depends on if i'm getting a lot of messages at once uh because i'm in a couple of group oh. chats so sometimes there's nothing and and but sometimes there will be a lot because you know people are talking to each other yes. so if that happens it just it's it's annoying it's pulling focus so i'll you know kind of pause the game go into settings and 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 disconnect from my internet i think the only well i would say the only time i do it is when i don't want like online invites but they can see you anyway. Like they can still send you an invite. So I guess that doesn't really, that doesn't really work.
0: No, I, I I just noticed you have a you have a tendency. There's a there's a few people on my friends list that haven't been online for you know like thirty days or whatever. Yet they're slamming out the trophies. So look, I I fully I fully uh, embrace the uh, appear offline mode as well. Sometimes <laughs> usually when I don't want to have to accidentally you know play some division or something else, and, and, and <laughs> I'm I'm trying to hide. But you know not not all the time or whatever else. But it it is a good feature. I'm glad that they did bring that along. Now actually, see so we're sidebarring, I'm going to just sidebar a little bit more because last week I got uh, introduced to this fantastic app now this is not a new app it's been around since like 2015 I think it is a free app I think if you like it you can pay them like a dollar or something you know as a as a as a thank you for making or whatever now I don't know if you know this app Mindy it's possible you do and I'm just living under a rock that would not surprise me but it's called the YAPSN app have you ever heard of this thing so for, for like a phone or a device so it's pretty cool. It's basically, listeners, if you haven't come across it before, YAPSN PSN app? So I know it's available on the iOS store. I'm sure it's on the Android store as well. And as I said, it is a free app. I think if you get the free version, it might throw some advertising in. But if you give them a dollar, if you like it, that that removes it. But I'm not 100% sure if there is, uh, you know, any advertising at all. And basically, it, it runs like a mask over the PSN app that you can have on your, your phone anyway. And look, I think it's, it's fantastic. So it shows you all the same information or whatever. Else. But one of the cool things it does is it puts like a little red flag up against the different people's names and how many trophies they've earned since you last, you know, logged on or looked at it. So, you know, I could open it up now and I could see that, well, you know, Mindy's earned no trophies since last time. But look, that's not that's not surprising. But, you know, there are there are other people on here that are like, look at that, like 48. Like, that's insane. Anyway, uh, that sort of thing. So that's interesting. So, you know, if you're looking for, for games or potentially, but the other cool thing, and this is why I really like it, is that if you go into your own profile it'll show you the games that you're playing like like the psn app does but then you go to the specific trophy and if you click on it it will actually link you to the guide for that uh, that trophy so it, it doesn't work for all games but it seems to link with playstation and you can either see the full guide or just the description for the trophy and if it doesn't come up with the guide it comes up with like a little search engine that you can search for that trophy name yourself so it's sort of like a a one-stop shop if you like Mindy, I don't know. I, I like it.
1: That's interesting. I, I honestly, until you brought that up, I was like, "Well, wh- what's the point of it?" Now, I, I said, "There is a there is a plugin. And it's not an app, and I wish it was an app." And I can't, for the life of me, remember the name of it now that I that now that I'm talking about it. It's like a widget that you install in your browser, and a widget, a plugin that you install in your browser. And so, go to um, like the PSN store installs like a little toolbar on the top with a drop-down menu and you can filter like what have i bought on this system what have i bought on this Ooh, system i like that and it's a lot easier than just kind of scrolling through your your library or just thinking of a game and typing it in and seeing if it comes up as purchased or purchasable
0: now that is something that i need i'm gonna thank you for it see we're learning i'm learning something every day i'm gonna write that down now the widget
1: i'm I'm sure i'll remember it midway through the podcast just just
0: scream it out randomly metroidvania widget name whatever whatever (laughs) comes to you is totally is totally fine but look i'm very interested in that and i have not used the word widget for some time so i'm glad that i get to use it now that's great yeah, look. Yeah, and well,
1: here's the thing. You know, just just because it's you and me this week doesn't mean, so you already brought up Metroidvania, so that's <laughs> that's one checklist.
0: That's true. And I
1: will say uh in the uh in the most recent uh summer sale on the US oh, store, yes. I I bought the Mega Man X Legacy Collection. Oh. So uh Lovely. Might be talking Mega Man in some Future Podcasts.
0: It, is this one that you haven't played or you just haven't played on PlayStation?
1: I'm playing on PlayStation. This is so the the X Legacy Collection. Uh, there were eight Mega Man X games, and I stopped after five. The first three were on Super Nintendo, and that's my jam. Those were my wheelhouse. Mega Man X games. Four was on um, PS One, and I want to say maybe just PS. Maybe it was on Sega Saturn. It was a disc-based game instead of a cartridge game, and. All the subsequent ones were like PS2 and and they stopped after the PS2, I believe. But I was really really good at one through one through three. I actually, um, you know, we had corn on here last week and he talked about making games harder for himself. And I actually I played Mega Man X so much, I, I'm sure I can't do it anymore. But I had I had built up such muscle memory for some stages like the Storm Eagle stage that. I could do it with my eyes closed. Like I had timed it to certain beats in the music. So I started playing with the sound off or like, you know, the, the stereo on and the muscle memory was still good, but it did throw me off my timing off a bit uh, more than I thought. So it wasn't just the muscle memory. It was definitely syncing it to the music. So that's, you know, it's a little sad, but it's also interesting.
0: (laughs) Mm, that is interesting, yeah. Now, I, I noticed you didn't ask me about Mega Man. I, I thought that was the standard question.
1: No, it's just that I brought it up because you don't like it.
0: That's true, that's true. Well, look, I
1: already I know your answer.
0: Well, just, you know, just in case we have new listeners, and just to keep the trend going, because, you know, next week we may, we may have a guest, we may need to use it. CJ, do you like Mega Man? No, CJ. What are,
1: your, what are your feelings on Mega Man?
0: <laughs> Look, I did see it on the sale as well, and for a brief second, I thought, you know, this could be a laugh, and that was that was as close as I got to it. So yeah, no, it's it's not it's not going to happen for me. Yeah, there's a few things I define my life like. Mindy, we've never ta- we've never talked about this, uh, listeners. So I think it's okay to drop it in here. And and one of the things is that I've never seen The Sound of Music in any form. And I think I'm probably one of the last people on earth that can still claim that. And I I hope to live my whole life. Yes, I know. It's a fascinating uh, insight. But I think I can also uh, go to my grave saying that I never played Mega Man. I, I I think that will be acceptable
1: hmm. to me. I think I think it would be more culturally relevant if you watched Sound of Music, so you should try to do that. Well, you
0: know, I'm I'm I, I watched like I lie, listeners. I saw a couple of seconds of it where they go, you know, they're up on the hill, they're singing, there's goats or whatever, and that, that was enough. That was enough for me. But you know, look, I understand it's a culturally significant, uh, you know, life defining moment for many people. I'm I'm always fascinated by how many times people have seen it actually. So there you go. You know, well, maybe I'll, I'll book mark that for for never and get around to that uh
1: (laughs) well just do just do like you do with video games just you know watch the first 20 minutes
0: well that's true you know maybe maybe that's the best part we should never know so look i have a question for you mindy this is the third time i've tried to get it out so it's not like you're trying to avoid it i'm sure this this is a different sort of question you just have to go with the first thing that you're thinking oh okay here we go if you could would you is
1: that a rhetorical question
0: well, you can take it however you like. If you could, would you?
1: Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Oh, I, okay. I see how this game is played. Um, Yeah, probably. Excellent. <laughs> would, would,
0: you, would you like to let us, you know, what you're thinking, that you would probably?
1: Not at all. Oh, Not at all.
0: excellent. Yes. Well, look, <laughs> look listen, is that... Mean-
1: you know, there's a, you know, uh, there's this interesting little game, you know, say what you will about American Talk Show Host, take them or leave them. I I actually don't really watch them, but I do know that one of them I think it's uh Jimmy Fallon has because they all play like games with their guests and uh I think Jimmy Fallon has one.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Cuz they're always trying to get celebrities to like dish and of course they never do because that would be, you know, career suicide to to spill the tea. But Jimmy Fallon has a version where it's like I'll give you the answer, the truthful answer. But it's my choice as to whether or not I let you know what the question is. Yeah, that's a fun, we should do that sometime.
0: We we will, yeah. I think I think we might need to have like an, an after dark pay-per-view episode or something. <laughs> you know, just to make sure that, that the kiddies are restrained there, you know, break out your credit card to prove your age or something. Yeah. <laughs> who 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 knows we we will definitely have to we'll definitely have to come back to that so look you know we're straddling across to to some gaming talk today what what have you been playing in these last few days
1: not a not a ton uh i've gotten back into red dead redemption 2 because i will i will beat this game i will platinum this game even if it kills me and it just might <laughs> i'm at that i'm at that infuriating point where it's I've run out of stuff that's like pretty, pretty quick to, to unlock. So it's a grindy stuff to unlock. So like there's a trophy for studying every animal in the game. And there's a trophy for skinning every animal in the game, like killing and, and skinning them.
0: Are these randomly spawning animals? Or-
1: uh, ish. Ish. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like all those other games where like they're always there unless you specifically want it. And then they're nowhere.
0: Have you managed to skin the RNGesus yet, or are you skinning the
1: (laughs) Not not quite yet. I did get one of the RNGesus animals. There are two different kinds of panthers in this game. Of course. (laughs) And uh, they both spawn in the exact same spot, and they're already rare spawns.
0: (laughs) They they don't happen to be identical, do they, basically?
1: (laughs) I don't. I don't know, because I haven't seen the other one.
0: (laughs) The mythical panther.
1: So thankfully, okay, so there's a point in the game where you're on this, this uh, island that has its own separate species, and you can't get back to this island. You're on this island for a very short period of time. Thankfully, none of those animals count towards either of these trophies. Oh, that's good. I know, right? But the problem is this game has birds, and it has tiny birds, like very tiny little birds. And the problem here is that the game refuses... Like, if you're lucky and if the animal is moving slow enough, you can zoom in your binoculars and study it. Because it takes several seconds. You, you know, you hold down one of the trigger buttons and a little meter fills up and then you've studied it, right? If you're if you're lucky and the animal is moving slow enough, you can just kind of follow along and, and study it. You can't really do that with birds. And, uh even though there are some that are big enough that feels like you should be able to, the game won't let you do it. And the birds never stay still long enough to, for you to, to study them. Because if you add a distance where they're not just going to take off, you're generally, you're generally too far away from them that, you know, if you zoom in, it still won't let you study it. The other problem is that there are some tiny, tiny birds very tiny birds, yeah. and also because this game is in love with its own realism, there's a lot of leaves blowing around the screen. Oh, excellent. So you like you you're just on like you're just like massive twitch attack where you're like was that a bird or was it a leaf was it a bird or a leaf and you it mm. it'll drive you crazy man it will drive you crazy. <laughs>
0: The only element of fun that seems to be missing here, and I'm sure you can enlighten me now, is the fact of does the game track these animals when you you've discovered them or not? Yes, you track Yes, there is
1: there is a compendium. And it will tell you if you have killed it. It will tell you if you have studied it, and it will tell you if you have skinned it.
0: Okay, so at least you have a list of what you still have, still have to find then. Yes, so that's something I suppose. Yeah, and it's
1: not it's not too terribly much, but they're all birds Oh,
0: it's interesting
1: let's see Oh, oh i've got a i've got a um this damn panther and then the rest of them are birds except for i i seem to have missed a um type of wolf because uh, i killed it before i studied it because i didn't know there were two kinds of wolves it's the kind of thing if you're gonna play red Dead redemption 2 do not just leave it like work on it towards you know while you're playing the game and uh It'd be a lot less. Right now, I think I have about fifteen animals I have to to find, which could be far, far worse, but hmm. could be a lot better too.
0: I, I notice here that you—it looks like—and uh, I imagine these are are bigger than you know. I'm just saying by throwing it out here, but it looks like you yeah, have sort of maybe two story mission trophies left, if I'm sort of reading that that correctly. So, so are you pretty close to the end, and you're just cleaning up, or or is there still a long way to go? to get to the end of the story.
1: You know, there's still, there's still a couple story missions left. My last like story trophy I earned was complete Red Dead Redemption, right? Yes. That's like the main story. And oh, then okay. there's an epilogue that is, has several more missions and that's the remaining couple of trophies. Okay. okay. So okay. I've completed the main narrative of the game and now I'm just, I, I kind of took a break before starting the epilogue to clean up some more stuff. Okay, cool.
0: And I, I noticed that you're you're delving into the online side of this game. Tell me, talk talk to me about this. What, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I you know I I don't know about this. Maybe it's just because it's early days, and I and what I remember of the the Red Dead Redemption one online was after they had added several DLC packs. But there's not a whole lot here. There it's a big open world, right? And and there are activities. It's not that there aren't activities. But as I recall the first one, like there was still plenty that you could just walk up and and do. You could walk up and play, you know, gamble or, you know, just shoot people in the map, which was a lot smaller in the first game, by the way, this one, there's, there's some activities. There's, there's one for like you and, and six other players are going to go fishing for 15 minutes and see who catches the, the most weight of fish. Or see how many targets you can shoot, but you can also shoot each other. Or I, I can't even remember if there is just a straight-up death match. Or you can do stagecoach robberies or things like that. But there's a lot of just empty space around. You know, it, it's probably just there, and then they're going to add stuff in later. Do you remember there was a, there was a rumor, and I, God, I hope they don't do this, that they were going to do uh, Battle Royale mode? because that's the new big online thing.
0: Oh, yes, of thanks, course. Yeah. Thanks, PUBG. Maybe, maybe, and, uh, maybe they, they could get some tips from Fallout 76 there from Bethesda. Right. <laughs> a giant world with nothing to do.
1: Yes. Right. But there is also, <laughs> and it could just be because, in fairness, there is a story mode in the online. And so it may very well be that there is nothing around ah, because I haven't finished okay. the, sto- the online story mode. And maybe things unlock... As you go through the story mode, but I, I, I kind of feel like that's not true. But I will, I will report back when I know more.
0: Yeah, well, it will be interesting to see because I mean, obviously, their their GTA Five they they support that heavily uh, online, you know, and even this uh, this week we we get the new content with the Casino Pack coming uh, coming through there and and missions as well. So I, I imagine that this game will probably be similar. Uh, it will it will continue to to gain content as it goes. So. It will be it will be interesting to see. But you can definitely let us know on that, yeah. And uh and something else? Or has that uh, that been taking all your time?
1: It's been mostly that. I, I did also put Minecraft on my on my profile.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the light that is Minecraft. The big Excellent. One. Suddenly, every child uh, ears pricked up, or every child that hasn't heard about uh, Fortnite yet. I am not <laughs> a
1: child, so um, no, I,
0: I know, but it's a popular it's a popular game for the. No, it is very NES popular,
1: game. and it's it's definitely not my thing. I'm not that kind of creative, because you you do need a a sort of kind of I suppose architectural mind. I think mm. to really have fun in this game to build, you know, for building things. I'm I'm not very good at that. But I do have a friend who is yes. very <laughs> very good at it. How
0: handy for you.
1: <laughs> and uh, so he's built these beautiful, these very expansive and beautiful worlds that all they do is unlock trophies. So as a result, in under in a little over twenty four hours, about twenty eight hours, there are 111 trophies in Minecraft. I have 108 of them. One of them is the platinum, the the three I don't have. One of them is the platinum. One of them is for spending 30 some odd real hours in the game, and one of them is a glitch DLC trophy.
0: So when you say 28 hours, is that sort of like 28 hours of active play or is does that include that this other stuff,
1: like No, I would say I would say we spent probably mm, Eight or nine hours together? Oh, to do it all. Over two days. Over two days. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Excellent. Yeah. And he said, I I don't understand exactly how this works. I can understand a bit of the word. Is it a situation you go into the world and you you go from place to place, or do you need a Sherpa? Like does does he show you what to do, sort of thing?
1: He walked me through it. He so he invited me into his map. And then he you know, we were on a headset and he walked me through he was like, Okay, now pick this up now, press this button, you know. Excellent. So like a
0: Minecraft Sherpa. I like that. Yeah, that's that's fantastic
1: yeah basically will you only (laughs) be doing this on
0: the PS4 because I see there's numerous stacks across Vita and PS3 and uh, PSN
1: yeah I I don't know if I I don't know you know if I just really want a a boost because they stopped releasing DLC on, on Vita which is good and PS3 I think so if I ever want just a boost and I'm willing to sit down and do this again I'm not against it but I'm not actively looking to do it again
0: They still seem to be adding PS4 DLC, don't they? Like the last one was not not that long ago. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just noticed 111 trophies and 3,000 points. Obviously, this uh, this um, you know, it does not come under the normal trophy rules for games. Although it probably still has some room.
1: No, and the only there are still there are still a few. Like I think Shadow of the Tomb Raider had 100 and.
0: Well, it has a lot, doesn't it? That's right. The King of the Bronze, that game. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and they're all bronzes, aren't they? I'm sorry, not not Shadow. Rise of the Tomb Raider had 125 trophies.
0: Oh, so they still have plenty of
1: bronze. And the majority of bronze. But then let's go back to my favorite bugbear, which is uh, uh, Hitman 2, uh, which has so many trophies that they have another list uh, just for the spillover trophies.
0: Well, that, they were cunning. They managed to put the first game back into the second game. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, they did. That's quite an achievement. <laughs>
1: they did. Which makes you more
0: Um, nervous for the third game, doesn't it? What what might happen?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it really kind of does. So Hitman 2 base list is 125 trophies, so it sounds like that's the max that you can have. And then we've got Hitman 2 additional expansions, a.k.a. all the actual Hitman 2 DLC, because all of the Hitman 1 DLC just made up the list of Hitman 2 DLC.
0: It's confusing, I know. (laughs) It is. I'll be very interested to to hear your opinions on that game when you start it because it's it's not really my type of game, the the, the stealth genre. But I do hear that it is fantastic. So, when
1: you, you know, I had I had a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun with the Hitman games. My problem mm. with these lists is they all have, and this is just for the reboots for Hitman, Hitman, uh, and Hitman Two. Each ep- and they do it to keep you on the you know keep you on the game, but Each one of them, you need mastery level 20, which means you are doing these assassinations over and over and over again after you've done like most, if not all of the unique stuff, right? Like that, that I understand. Like, let's see, let's see all the unique assassinations we can do on this map. But once you've done that, you still, you still probably haven't hit level 20, which means you got to say, uh, fine. Okay. So I'll do generic assassination that I can do on any map and I guess I'll do it with a different weapon and that'll give me some more XP. And that, at that point it's, it's a grind as opposed to an interesting grind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's just been, that's been my only problem with these lists is that level 20 trophy. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that was a, was a thing. So yeah, you you would really get to know the levels well then if if you're playing it that much. Yeah. I didn't realize.
1: Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I think
0: I think I prefer my stealth in the form of like Assassin's Creed stealth, where you sort of start off in stealth and then, you know, you you slip over the edge or something and then all hell breaks loose and then it doesn't matter anymore. I think I think that's the that's the limit of my stealth ability.
1: Well and you can to be fair, you can do that with Hitman. Like thief, you couldn't you couldn't do that okay. with Hitman, if you're in, you know, if uh-huh. you get put into combat, you still have a chance. And if you can get out of the combat, mm-hmm. then you can get back into stealth. Like I said, thief the the thief uh, reboot. If you were if you were out of stealth, you just die. Like don't even try.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, I definitely will not touch that game. Interesting. See, I find this Minecraft fascinating. I've, I mean, the closest I've come to Minecraft is the Telltale Minecraft story mode, which, which was fine or whatever else, but the game doesn't interest me at all, but yet I quite like Dragon Quest Builders and the, uh, the Dragon Quest Builders too. That's just kind of, I do quite like that game and the similarities are quite, you know, are quite clear in both those games. So I don't know. There, there's no real story in Minecraft, the game, is there? Maybe that's the difference.
1: For- no, there's no story hmm
0: the dragon's quest how about you know have a somewhat story in them or whatever else so yeah interesting interesting well look you you've been playing quite a bit in the last couple of days
1: i guess uh not so much quantity but quality i guess yeah
0: but well I, i'm not used to that word what was it sorry <laughs> well well no I can't say it listeners I'm sorry yeah I, I'll just stick with the quantity thank you yeah but it, it is true though isn't it you can put in a lot of time into some of these big games like Red Dead Redemption too, and it, it does feel like you're 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 hardly tipping the meter forward at all so you're not
1: doing you're not yeah you're not getting anywhere
0: yeah yeah but then it all comes together at the at the end I suppose well, that's what they tell me I don't know <laughs> think about quantity and quality who knows who knows so yeah a- anything else you want to throw out there or i happy.
1: No, that's all I've been playing.
0: Oh, perfect, perfect. So, listeners, look—you know, I've been—I've uh, been playing not much in the last couple of days, to be honest with you. But I will have to give a shout out to the fantastic Hoggy Two. Now, you might be saying Hoggy Two. I didn't—I didn't see this at E3. You know, I haven't seen this in the state of play. You know, the Hoggy Two was not on the. I haven't seen Hoggy One. Is this like a Leisure Suit
1: Larry Four thing?
0: You, you you're not familiar with the original Hoggy. Well, that, that's uh, that's unfortunate for you, and I, I would I would uh, recommend you pursue it because Hoggy Two is everything you wanted from Hoggy One, but more. Really, that's all I can say about it. Other than the fact that we now have Hogatha has come in the partner to Hoggy. I'm not sure of their relationship exactly. I believe it's more of a de facto type relationship at this stage. But you know, look, it is. It is what it is. It does have this funny mechanic where the two Hoggy and Hogathas start together. And if you if you move intimately close to Hoggy uh, to Hogatha, I should say. Sorry. Maybe if you even take Hogatha, you know, from uh, from the side, <coughs> always from the side, you know the preferred method uh, you you sort of merge together you have a bit of a kiss and then you switch over and you become the other character so I, I'm not sure if you can play this game in co-op I really hope you can because if you're just playing it by yourself it doesn't really seem to to you know you can't control the two characters at once but you look you don't need to you know, the, the brilliance of hockey, too, is you can play it by yourself. And, you know, if, you, if you're still on the fence about it, you don't know what it is, it is a puzzle game uh, where you collect fruits. And, it's you know, look, it starts off easy and then progressively gets harder. Like a, like a typical rat game, it is full of content that you don't need to play, but it's there if you want it, which is the point it's a choice listener you can choose to play more or you can choose to play less and that's what that's what life is about it's about choices so if you make the choice to play less and look I do not judge you for that of course you're looking at about a 30 minute experience on hockey too but if you want to if you want to really feel if you want to you know associate with the hog then you know you you could spend much much longer I believe there's like 200 levels 100 or 200 but you only need to do 20 it has a lovely kid mode which doesn't have much difference to the normal mode you know make your own assumptions their listeners if i'm talking about the difficulty of the normal mode being like a child mode but It's up for you to decide as you go. There are many wonderful video guides available. You don't need any of them to play this game. It is very straightforward. I think the only trophy that potentially is missable is you have to get a star in one of the levels. There are many stars in many of the levels, so you can just choose which uh, which star you pursue. There is a lovely boss battle uh, at the end of the first 20 levels. It's not what you would probably call taxing or challenging, but it's engaging, and that's the important thing here. You will feel at the end of this experience that you did get your money's worth at coming in I think at three or four dollars NA and if you don't feel you got your money's worth well at least you got two plats because it is a cross buy title that I know we all love so look you know I think you know Hoggy 2 for this week I think I think I know there's some other big releases but but get on this first and then and then you know get off and on to something else but look you know what else what else have I done look I did, oh, I forgot about this. So Arcade Archives, Road Fighter. Now, I have a mixed history with the Arcade Archive games. I don't know, have you played any of these, Mindy?
1: You know, I haven't I haven't played, uh, like, specifically the Arcade Archives game. What I have done is I have played some of the games that they are. So, like, they put out, what did they put out? Like, Rygar? Like, I've played Rygar, yes. right? Rygar was an Arcade Archives mm-hmm. game, right? I think they did, um, I'm just looking it up really quickly. So I haven't played the this, this specific like trophy ones, but a lot of these are like NES games that I have played, uh, in the past. So I think, um, I just, the ones that come to mind are, are Rygar is the one that always comes to mind. And I don't, I don't quite know why awesome soundtrack, by the way, if you are a video game soundtrack kind of person. So like oh Contra, of course, Contra. Athena, I have played. Stay away from Athena. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how long the Arcade Archives version requires you to play it. Uh, but it has some of the worst controls you will ever see in an NES game. Are you a metal
0: slug person? I know there's a lot of metal slugs in the series.
1: No, I'm really not. Oh, they did Wonder Boy. I've played Wonder they Boy, not do. a not an NES game, but I have played it.
0: Yeah.
1: Ninja Gaiden, I have I play, i have not beaten it, but I have played it.
0: A lot of Ninja Warrior games and, and King of Fighters games as well. Many, many King of Fighters in there. A lot the of game. those, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, listen, just to give you an idea, if you're not familiar with these games, there are currently 179 games in this series with a, 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 a warping, I just noticed, a warping, whopping 1,161 trophies on offer. They're all 100% and they're not, games. They're not
1: cheap. Like, the rack games are all cheaper than these no. Arcade Archives games.
0: No, not at all.
1: go on sale, they will be the price of an of a of a rat game. Yeah. Well the other interesting thing
0: is not all of the all of the the games in this series are available on every store. So some are only available on the NA store, some are only available on the Asian store or the, the Japanese store. So you would have to you really have to look around. You can't if you if you're interested in buying the 179 catalog and I know there are people out there that have done that you, you actually have to to move between regions although that I noticed recently that more of them are coming to the NA stores now. So that's fantastic yeah and look they they you know from a trophy hunting perspective they they vary from very easy the the first ones that came out all had nine trophies all bronze and i think a a gold uh silver perhaps they were they could be done in up to like a minute or something they were really just reading the menu screen you know and 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 not
1: i just i was just looking at the rygar and the solomon's key that's Mm. another one i played i was just looking at solomon's key and rygar you don't even have to play the game No, no like at all no
0: no, they were they were a big. The newer
1: ones, you have to get like a certain point. Total in the game.
0: That's right, and some of the new—I mean, they, some of the new ones can be tougher uh, to get that point total. I mean, they—they they, so you know they've gone from potentially being a minute to up to an hour, or some are some—I know the puzzle ones in particular can be very, very time-consuming as well. And some some are very challenging. But I, so I sort of went off this series when they started to get hard. But I, I came back with the Road Fighter. It's the latest release, uh, mainly because it's a it's a car game, and I, I, mean, I do enjoy those, or whatever. And it's just it's just your your old school sort of you know car um, dodging dodging the traffic style game and it is it is kind of fun I've, I've run into a hiccup in that I don't know how to refuel the car so I, I can't get the point requirement yet so that may require me to read the manual for the game to figure out how to do that but anyway you know I, at, at some point so that that's a that's a bit of fun uh, and that is on the NA store and then I think you know uh I think uh, you know I may as well because I, I keep mentioning it and, and because we're both stuck on this journey at the moment, uh, the Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I understand you're going to be joining me soon in the season pass, Mindy. You're ready for the
1: deal. I did. It, it. The season pass went on. It's a $40 season pass. And I said, all right, I'll buy it when it goes on sale for about $20. And the, the US store right now has a, has a, um, like the summer sale going on. And the season pass went on sale for like $23. And I said, all right, I'll do that. Like I'll pay $23 for it. That's,
0: that's a good price,
1: I think. Is it? Yeah. You did say, see, well, I remember you saying it was like, it was almost as long as the base game. But, you know, yes. y- you take a really long time. So I don't know how <laughs> how accurate I that still is. Th-
0: I mean, you can report back to us next week when you finished it all. <laughs> but I still think it's, <laughs> it's going to take, you know. I, I can't see you doing each of the first, the Legacy of Blade. There's three episodes there. I can't see you doing them in less than four hours, even if you were mainlining it. And so there's twelve hours there. And then the second, uh, the Atlantis is definitely longer. You know, so and I'm talking about a mainline that you know doing doing the you know the, the optimal strategy path. So I think you're going to get plenty of time out of it. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's a, a fair price. But you know, you can you can let us know uh it'll be interesting I imagine you'll start with the legacy of the first blade because you have finished the the base game basically haven't you you've done everything yes.
1: yes yeah yeah
0: so so you know I I talked to this the other week listeners I did quite like this this of course happens on the the main map uh the base game map uh you know with a, a separate uh storyline or whatever I found that the, the storyline a little bit more condensed so it's a lot easier to follow you do you do get a new cult uh a lot, lot of cult people to hunt as well, so there's a variation there. But but it's not too excessive, I think. One of the things I like, you know, I suppose the advantage of waiting until all the DLC is out is that each of the the Legacy of the First Blade episodes introduces sort of six or seven new cultists, so it doesn't feel overwhelming like in the base game where there were there was a lot.
1: To- oh, I wonder, I wonder if that'll affect the the base trophy because I I've done everything except oh, the kill know. all cult members. And that's because I've kept I've kept one well because hmm. I kept Assassin's Creed Odyssey as a as a milestone plat because I knew I wouldn't get to Castlevania Requiem in time. So you know my last Assassin's Creed milestone plat I believe was uh, was Origins. So I was like, oh, I might as well. Um, so I have one cult member left, and it's
0: is it the final one or did you do the final one already? the one in no
1: it's it has to be the it has to be the final one you can't you can't do the final one without killing all of the other ones I'm, i'm hoping that since they add these new cult members in the dlc i'm hoping that that doesn't add like in the lego games if you add on the dlc you know those new characters and new mini kits and new gold bricks count towards the get all mini kits trophy get all characters trophies and, I'm, and, it, and it shouldn't.
0: I think you're going to be okay there because the, these new cultists appear on another screen in the menu sort of thing, so I think they possibly are separate, but but you can let us know. But, I mean, even if they're not, you still need to hunt them all down for the DLC anyway, so you will be you will be doing that. But I have a feeling they possibly are separate. More exciting is that you don't know who is the leader, which is it's a delightful twist. I obviously won't tell you at this point, but you're in for a delightful, delightful unveil there. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. That's exciting. Well, I found it delightful. We'll talk about that next time, uh, perhaps. So, look, you know, listeners. So this week, I, I finished. A, I hundred percented. Wow, that is not a word I say very often. Hundred <laughs> percent. My goodness, look at me, completionist all over. Uh, I managed a hundred percent. Did I? Did I drop that word yet? Hundred percent. Yes. The uh, the the legacy of the first blade. I did have a little trouble with one trophy. So I'm just going to put this out there because it is not a spoiler in any way. The fire on water trophy which requires you to set 10 enemy ships on fire. So I would definitely recommend when you get to this point in the second episode just to start working on this just as you go. And it seems to be, I watched a few videos, it seems to be a bit of a conjecture on, on how long the ship actually has to be burning. It's not just a case of, of, of suddenly it's a light and that actually seems to count. So you need to seem to get it really cooking, you know, nicely on fire. And I even suspect you may need the ship to actually, uh, you know, to... to um, to sink from fire, or to get to that last stage from fire, so maybe you can you could whack it a bit first and then do that. But that that trophy did take uh, for some reason some time for me to get compared to everything. But that was that was the only one, and then I moved into the Fate of the Atlantis, which I, I really I am um, really enjoying. I finished the first section. I won't talk about it because we don't want to to spoil it. Other than to say that. The ending of the first section seamlessly transitions to episode two. So, you know, if if there's any time to jump on this, it is now because obviously all the content is out. And it it sort of plays with how how a thing usually ends, I think, and starts. And then I also found a a massive change in the, 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 obviously in the level design, but just the the colour use and the setting between the two. And so I thought that was a, I mean, it holds my interest, I think, a, a lot with these type of things. And, you know, as we were chatting before with Mindy, we we came up a few weeks ago and said that the one of the things you, you you were less a fan of was the big open world because you know the parkour was was sort of changing from you know the inner city you know Venice and Italy of the of the earlier games and I think I think you'll like this second episode, Mindy, because it, it does become more more linear.
1: Good. Well, my 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 uh, my little bone of contention here is that I hear fate of I'm I'm a point and click girl, so I hear fate of Atlantis, and I think one of the great great. LucasArts adventure games Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis oh yes aka the game that was almost Indiana Jones 4 but then we got this <laughs> thing about aliens and crystal skulls instead
0: oh yes yeah, something happened there didn't it the <laughs> the crystal skull movie I remember yeah I think you'll you'll enjoy this Oh, I, ho- I hope you do, but you, you can you can backtrack on it. It is it is enough of a change, listeners, that it's it's made me pause because I really did enjoy. And if you've played it, I'm sure you would agree. I, I, it, there is a big difference between the two, but we'll we'll get into that in the future. One thing that I want to ask you, Mindy, which we haven't really talked about, and it's it's something that I'm sure is divisive in the in the uh, Assassins, you know, community or whatever. How do you feel about the immersion breaking returns to to modern time or or the reality, if you like, the future? Are you, are you a fan of those still? Does that interest you?
1: Or You mean the, it's – I liked them early on when it seemed like they had a purpose and it seemed like they'd actually plotted, more or less plotted mm. this out. So like the Desmond arc. Yes, yeah. But now it, it just feels like they're stalling. So, and, and they're putting it in because it's expected now and not because it serves an actual mm. purpose.
0: Yeah, uh, look, I agree. I, I know I know you've played them all. So I found th- that section they put into Syndicate, I, I, I quite liked it up until that point, and I found that was a really wild, you know, wide swing of the bat to try and somehow get it in there. I, th- I think that game would have been way better without that. I can't remember if it was DLC, or I think it was actually part of the base game that you had to do that section.
1: Oh, see, now that's interesting, because I thought that put it a little more on, on track, because it was the first time in a... And it's because you didn't come on until late. Yes, but it was more progress with the the storyline of of uh, the, uh, of those that came before mm. the group than we'd seen in several games. So I was like, "Oh, it feels like you're actually doing something with these people again." And then there hasn't really been a follow up since that. So I can see why it's jarring now. But at at the time when it first came out, I was like, "Oh, first of all, yeah, that told it was like a World War One level." I think
0: that's correct. Yes.
1: That totally would have been DLC. So props, you know, kudos to them for not making that DLC. But it was, it was a chunk of like information on what this has to do with, with those that came before in the modern day, like why they're talking to Desmond and, and what's her name? Layla and uh, in modern times, like why they're passing these messages to the modern assassins, I guess.
0: Well, I think you'll enjoy the fate of Atlantis then because there is a lot of this, you know, um, back and forth of, of timelines and things. So, you know, it really does more, more than any other part of this game for sure. So, so you know, that that's something to look out for. And I think, you know, uh, uh, like as I said, I've really only played the modern uh, Modern Assassin's Creed, but my favourite DLC going into this was definitely also from Syndicate, the the wonderful Jack the Ripper DLC, which I think, you know, is one of the best DLCs in any game that I've played. But I'm, I'm you know, leaning on. out... It was a great one. I'm leading now to the, even though I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the immersion breaking, but the this fate of Atlantis I think is special. I think, as I said, I'm only sort of halfway through the second episode, so I do look forward to, to seeing how that uh how that unwinds uh, as we go. So look, you know that that's pretty much it. I will just give a quick shout out to the Smoots Summer Games. I, I tried this very briefly last night, but the controls were not in my favor. You know, there, there may have been some you know, influencing uh, substances that didn't help along the way there for me, but I do intend to read the manual on that game uh, next time and I do look forward to playing that. But, you look, you know, for a couple of days, I think I think we're similar. We're investing time in uh, the quantity of hours to, to derive some sort of, you know, small amount of quality, perhaps, of enjoyment. Wish <laughs> for we shall we shall see so look you know neither of us need any more games i'm sure but just in case there was something that might interest interest us or the listeners what what have we got coming up mindy is there anything that uh that piques your interest
1: well there was something until i looked further into it oh. uh and i think maybe not so much anymore but the game is called robbie swifthand and the orb of mysteries so, Robbie Swift and the Orb of Mysteries is a 2D platformer with unique boss fights, accompanied by groovy and mysterious—I'm mu- sorry, mystifying—music. Plan your every move mm. and outsmart mm. traps that are lurking in the temple, or get dissected in hilarious ways. Experience rage and satisfaction in this hardcore platformer. So that sounds like marketing speak, right? Then I looked more into this game, and yeah, it, it's kind of like Super Meat Boy meets. Uh, metroidvania elements I think I might actually give it a pass
0: <laughs> yes I think I once knew a Robbie Swift hand delightful chap delightful devilishly uh yeah delicious. but look you know hardcore platformer I don't know I think they should lead with that it would it would save many of us a lot of time but
1: I kind of like I kind of like the backstory of this though because it's it's got that kind of jive story of like You know, you need to save the world. And he's like, literally, I don't care. Am I getting paid? Yeah. Like, I'll do it if I'm getting paid. Like, he doesn't, he's not sucked into it by fate or destiny. He's just like, I'll do it if you pay me. Yeah. Like, that's. That's surprisingly not a common thing to see.
0: (laughs) I always get scared though, when these indie sort of, you know, platformers like this, they do mention the word hardcore, you know, they're probably not joking in any way. You're probably right. It's probably could be very super meat boy. Like it could be very,
1: well that, and you gotta, you gotta wonder about the controls. You always have to wonder, you know, are the controls going to be solid? Uh, I don't know.
0: We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. On, on Someone can let us know. I'm going to go with the church in the darkness. So the year is 1977. Your nephew Alex has joined. I just paused there for a second because I thought, hang on a second, was I alive then? But look, listeners, no, barely, I was not. So anyway, the year is 1977. Oh, you know, could have been recall <laughs> for me. Uh, your nephew Alex has joined a religious cult and moved with them to the South American jungle. It's up to you to sneak into the commune, find out what's really going on, and decide if you need to get Alex out. So this is basically an extension of the Jonestown saga, I believe, Mindy, you know if you if you if you wanted to play that. Yes, and I, I'm just looking yeah, at it
1: really sounds like it. We're not, you know, we're not in Guyana, but we might as well be.
0: Well, that's right. I'm just looking at a picture and it seems like the, the character is wheeling in the barrels of Kool-Aid, uh, you know, in this scene. So look, you know, my tip is listeners, if you're not familiar with this reference, do not drink it. That will probably not work out well for you. But look, it looks like, a, it does look like an interesting game, jokes aside. It's coming out on every platform on August 2nd. So it's there It's there. if it does interest you. It does claim that every time you play it, it will be different. So their character intera- interactions and narrative thread they must be quite diverse if that if that is truth and look you know it looks it looks okay in, in an indie star so that that could be something of interest you know if, if you feel like a cult simulator I don't know what do you think Mindy? are you up for a cult simulator yet or
1: well it's not really a cult simulator is it because you're not running the cult well i think you're
0: investigating it
1: you're like infiltrating yeah. it and yeah you're infiltrating and That's investigating right. it
0: yeah, but maybe you join as well. Maybe you're like a maybe it's like Sim Colt, you know. Maybe 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 <laughs> Sim. Maybe they really missed out on a on a uh, on an opportunity here. I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see. Now, is there something else there as well? What, what else?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I'll throw out. This isn't actually on the drop, but it is supposed mm. to come out in the next week or two. It's a and I bring it up because it's an adventure game. Lovely. And uh, it's called Bear With Me collector's edition bear with me is an episodic noir adventure game amber is trying to find her missing brother with the aid of her trusty friend ted e bear get it get it (laughs) haunted by nightmares amber wakes up in the middle of the night only to find out that her brother flint is missing she seeks help from her buddy ted e bear a retired grumpy old detective the dynamic duo sets out to hunt for clues and interrogate witnesses and suspects unaware of the tragedies that recently started happening to residents of paper city. The plot thickens as the mysterious red man has been seen starting fires around town and looking for little miss Amber. It does
0: sound interesting. I, I would keep it that.
1: It no. sounds fun. Uh it, from what I can tell, uh, this game loves puns, which <laughs> brings it very yes. high up on my list. Uh, I love Isn't me some puns. Awesome. And uh, it looks like it's it's noir. It's it's like comedy noir. Like it's not actually like depressing, depressing noir. It's it's kind of a a love letter, but comedic, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. I must admit, when you said Ted E. Bear, I, I flash back to this foul-mouthed teddy bear from the Fantastic Ted uh, movie series. Could you imagine if that's if that's what it was like? Just oh gosh, smoking a bong and just you know.
1: I I I would imagine. With Fantastic. I would imagine that was probably, um, probably some inspiration here, because you think of, you know, you think of the grizzled noir detective, mm. and it's, mm. you know, oh, yes. the only thing you're really missing is the foul mouth. I think.
0: Now let's wait and see when it comes out, and it's a totally childhood friendly game, oh, child friendly wow. game. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see that does look interesting and look listeners you know we we would have to mention you know the big game for many people or probably the biggest selling game i suppose for next week will be madden nfl 20 uh that drops you know if that interests you more power to you uh i'm not the one thing that i noticed that the the drop description doesn't mention if the long shot mode is coming back which was the telltale-esque story mode that has been in 18 and 19 so i'm not sure on that i hope so because that actually that actually was quite good but i know you know for the majority of people that play that game that is uh is definitely not the selling point so you know that that is what it is uh we also have forager coming out which is a clicker game if you if you like those idle clicker games you're all over that harvest moon light of hope special could it
1: be could it be as fun as my name is mayo
0: well you know i don't know i never found the attraction myself to these clicker games but i know they're very addictive people do love them so More power to them, I suppose. Uh, There's another Harvest Moon, uh, Light of Hope Special Edition. Fantastic. There's a 1,000 hours gone there. Uh, And Dowling's Invasion. So this is the second game in the series. A a few, or I was going to say a few weeks, but let's be honest, it was probably a few months ago, uh, the Dowling's game came out. They're fun games. They're sort of, I'm trying to think of, like the Brick Breaker type games, if you like, basically exactly the same, but they have a few more special abilities and there is a story, somewhat of a story woven in there as well. So, like, you know, if you you were left on a cliffhanger after the first game, you can now continue the story because it continues right from where it left off, which is, look, that's a good spot to start, I think. Don't worry about a recap, just just jump in there. So, yeah, there's plenty, Mindy, plenty. I mean, we should also mention, because it it just came across my uh, field of vision, the EA Access is now available on PS4. Are you familiar with this, Mindy?
1: That's their uh, subscription streaming service, right?
0: That's right. It's now up. You can you can subscribe if you if you so wish. And I'm I'm just looking down the list. Like I mean, I don't think there are many games that either of us would would be interested in. Uh, you know, all the sports titles. Oh, it has Battlefield there as well. I just see uh, and, and Need for Speed Payback. But I mean, you know, if these games interest you, this is probably quite a good deal, to be honest with you. It's got all the nineteen versions of the sports games as well, so I'm, I'm sure you would save you would save some money there. And apparently, oh, well, Madden Twenty and uh, FIFA Twenty will also at some point come to that. It doesn't have a date on those, so look, you know, you know, jump on that if that interests you, and you can um, you can let us know, I suppose. So look, tons of stuff there. Shall we? Shall we shuffle across to to something more in your wheelhouse, perhaps than Madden, Mindy? <laughs> uh, a little bit of Leisure Suit Larry controversy. The Cheeky Devil, what's he been up to? What's what's happening now? <laughs> what's he doing? Where is he? Well,
1: so, um, and we talked about it on the on the podcast about a uh, month ago, six weeks ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Don't Dry came out on consoles. It's been out. It's worth mentioning that it's been out on, on PC for like six months, something like that. But it's ESRB rating. It's an M-rated game because, of course, it is. But my understanding is this all happened because they were putting the game up on Switch. And when it went up on Switch, I don't know how they missed it or someone reported it. I don't quite know how this happened, but there is a scene in the game and it's not particularly hidden. There is a a story for story related reasons. You go into this dark room and the idea is that you have to find someone to. Larry, Larry has to find someone to have sex with, and there are two different trophies depending depending on who you choose in the dark room, right? So, if you're going for the platinum, you have to see this this uh, this scene. Yes. And uh, no matter which you choose, whether it's the two women or the guy in the room, Larry, being Larry, uh, of course, messes up, and he ends up getting together with this uh, demon statue. Now, if you choose the women, it ends up with Larry, let me let me try and make this family friendly. Suckling, let's say. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. the demon statue. Because the demon's useful
0: st- way around the uh the uh, push to plat after dark <laughs> label
1: Because Thank the you. demon statue would be a girl in that mm. in that scenario. But that doesn't seem to be the problem one. So the problem one is is uh if you choose the guy, Larry performs fellatio on the male demon statue. Oh,
0: outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> Unbelievable.
1: So, and this, you know, say what you will about about Sony's... This, like I said, this seems to be because it was being put on the Switch that this got flagged. Say what you will about Sony's questionable censorship policies lately. I kind of get why this one got censored it's not implied it's not like you see this demon statue in like the top of larry's head no it is like center center camera it's in it's in his mouth it's not questionable it's very obvious what's being done and it's being done in a humorous way like it's you would not look at this and be like oh my god that's sexy but i i kind of get it like it is it is sex in in this game, it is a penetrative sex act. In this game, but then of course you think of games like, you know, isn't there a sex scene in Witcher Three? Like, kind of a graphic, kind of a graphic one before they kind of pull the camera out. Yes. So I I don't know if it's a double standards thing or or what, because Larry's yes. a cartoon. But yeah, yeah. So anyway, the news is somehow that was flagged and so the uh all versions of the game have been patched at least all console versions i don't think this has affected the pc because that's not strictly under that's not strictly under esrb regulation i don't think so
0: th- this might be a case where you have to sort out the the physical version if, if such a thing exists
1: yeah, oh that's if a you, good that's a good point yeah I'm, i might have to make some uh, yeah. make some calls because <laughs> it did come out on disc in um in oh. England
0: well look you, you shouldn't have a problem there they, they, that country's about ready to fall into civil anarchy, so there's a there's a great chance that you could uh, you could source a copy hopefully before they close themselves off completely there <laughs> to the rest of the world but yeah that is that is interesting, yeah. yeah and I suppose look you know I suppose if it crosses the line it, it, it crosses the line it's just uh it, it is it is what it is it, it, it reeks of the South Park affair doesn't it you know that we had here in Australia censoring the
1: at least that was at least that censorship was funny like yeah it was censorship absolutely yes. but it was you know they they stuck in some extra screens and made a joke out of it that's right with the uh what was it the, the crying koala bear
0: that's right with the infamous anal probe scene i believe but i think also there were two weren't there because also the the abortion clinic later on there was a scene in there yeah, as yeah, well yeah. that was also also censored yeah. but you know look you know it, it, it is it is what it is so you know listeners listeners be aware uh, of that if you um you know if you're, if you're playing if that does interest you and then uh, look the the other point of news I thought we'd bring up this is very Australian focused so Mindy will just have to tolerate it here because I, I understand you have not played any of these hand of fate games is that is that correct no I have not yeah, so look, I, I won't I won't uh, bag on for too long. This is, this is a bit of a sad day uh, for you know indie studios in Australia. We don't have very many, you know, indie indie studios here. It's, it's difficult, obviously difficult to survive anywhere in the world, but you know it is a shame that it has happened here. And it's the defiant developers or our development team. So they're they're most known for their Hand of Fate and Hand of Fate Two, which you know if you're not familiar with these games, they are a, like a deck building card strategy hack and slash adventure game. And if you're thinking, wow, what did they miss out? Vn point and click that's that wrap that in and it's everything but how, how it sort of works is if you like it does play like a like a card game overall you move on a, on a board there is some you know random chance and, and gambling elements with dice and things like this there is some sort of dialogue choices uh, you know in the adventure style and then there is a combat that you could enter where you're sort of transported off the board into an enclosed area and you participate in some sort of hack and slash and dodging uh, combat as well and look it is it is a really good game I will admit that the first one, Hand of Fate, the difficulty scaling, you know, it was not balanced in the game to the point where trying to finish it was, was incredibly challenging. Uh, you, you know, you really had to have studied the game quite a lot, I think, and really uh, really invested some time and effort uh, to do it. But the, the Hand of Fate 2 was a big improvement on this. They, they broke it up into sort of 18 uh, to 20 sort of story, you know, campaigns, if you like. And a cam- campaign would last, you know, anywhere from sort of 20 minutes to an hour, depending on you know, the complexity uh, of it. And, of course course, you know, it's something you could replay because obviously your deck changes, you pick up cards as you go and you might, you know, you might change what you include in your hand, which would change the the outcome to a degree of the uh of of the story. And so, you know, look I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, the game had definitely had some issues you know it, it, it did take some very long you know loading times between uh, between sort of sections or whatever else that was was magnified fortunately on the switch and and i um, believe on the xbox as well uh there but you know if you, if you could put that aside there isn't many games in this genre and while, while it's perhaps too late now to to help them out i imagine there will be deep sales on this game in the future because they've said that they will stand by their work whatever that sort of means i suppose for them now um it, it could be worth a worth a, a chance and of course there are no online elements in those games so if you did pick them up you wouldn't have to worry about servers closing or anything but look you know it's the way of the world these things come and go they've been there for nine years so you know my best wishes to anyone that works in that industry in sourcing another job in australia in, in, in whatever area and endeavor that they they can move on to but not not to bring us down here into a to a negative negative sort of move but it, it's good to put out the other other side of the the coin as well that's why we must support games that we like if you do enjoy the game then buy it and buy it early because unfortunately sometimes if you wait too long for a deep sale the <laughs> developer will no longer be there to accept your money it is it is what it is so in a more positive tone. Why don't we throw across to Afraid of the Folly now for Folly's Corner, where he's going to enlighten us a little bit about this game that he has been playing this week. So over to you, Folly.
2: Hey everyone, Afraid of the Folly back with another edition of Folly's Corner. Now, the Tuesday stream didn't happen this week as I needed a night off, but Sunday on stream, we finished up a playthrough of Crossing Souls, so I wanted to offer up a little review of this game that you might have missed first time around. So what is Crossing Souls? Well, It's probably best described as an action-adventure game set in small-town America in the 1980s. Now if the movies have taught us anything, it's that government conspiracies and world-ending ancient evil love small-town America, and if you're a kid who spends their time playing in the woods and riding your bike, you better believe you're going to have to deal with some pretty messed up stuff before you've even hit puberty. This game was released back in February last year, developed by 4Attic Games and published by Devolver Digital. Now the fact Devolver published this game should be a big hint that it's going to be something good, Whenever I see their name attached to anything, I know I'm in for a good time. But that's enough about the people who got the game out there. What about the game itself? Well, first the music. As with most modern media set in the 80s, music plays a huge part in really getting the feel for the era and transporting you to the time of big hair and poor fashion choices that we all love. In this department, the game delivers. The music was composed by a guy called TimeCop1983 and he nails it 100%, it is pure synthwave goodness. If you'd played me the music without telling me anything else, I would be certain that this game was going to be set in the 80s. I've been listening to Timecop 1983 non-stop since finishing this game. Of course, the music wouldn't be enough on its own, but when it's coupled with a beautiful pixel art style that evokes memories of classic 80s era arcade games, stylistically this game knows exactly what it wants to be and executes it perfectly. Gameplay wise, the controls are tight, combat and dodging feels responsive and the platforming never feels sloppy or slow. I would say that there is a bit of an imbalance with how much you use each of the five playable characters. Each have their own ability, but the levels seem designed to only really utilise one or two of these characters maximum, and most of the time I just stuck with the main character and less forced to do so. There are also some additional flying and biking areas that break up the platforming and combat sections nicely. The one downside is that the game does come to a bit of a halt at the start of the third act. There are a couple of questionable puzzle choices that really slow things down but thankfully, it's short-lived and resumes a nice pace in the lead-up to the final boss. Now the story. Well, there's a reason I've saved this until last. This game has all the tropes of 80s movies, but without feeling worn out or rehashed. It follows five friends as they discover an ancient power, which of course, a very big, very bad man wants to get his hands on. Things escalate as they oh so frequently do, and soon they are forced to save not only each other but also the world. I won't say too much because honestly, I haven't enjoyed a video game story this much in a while. I was rooting for these characters throughout and was totally invested in their stories and relationship, right until the very end. But let's face it, music, graphics, gameplay and story are all well and good, but we all know there's a fifth category needed on this podcast, and that may be even the most important for some of you, and that's the trophies. This game is easy, make no mistake. It's not completely without challenge, there were a couple of bosses that managed to make me see the game over screen, but nothing that couldn't be beaten in three or four tries. The only frustrating part about this trophy is the amount of missables in the game, there's no chapter select, and you never really backtrack through any areas to allow you to get what you might have missed. In total, there are 5 different types of collectibles in the game, and I'm pretty sure most are missable. On top of that, there are also trophies for certain situations in the game that can be missed, forcing you, at least partially, to complete a second playthrough. My first playthrough took me about 10-11 to 11 hours, and I only got 43% of the trophies, so I'm going to have to have a second try to pick up some of the ones that I missed. Thankfully, there's a guide over on PSN Profiles by ZiziMonster, to help you with those missables. I just wanted to experience the game blind first time as I was streaming it and I didn't want anything spoiled for me. I would think now that I know the game and can skip dialogue, a second playthrough wouldn't take more than 5-6 to six hours. So in conclusion, if you couldn't tell, I'm a big fan of Crossing Souls. If you miss this game first time around, I would 100% say give it a go. It's a great platinum with a great story and you can't want much more than that really. Just watch out for those missables. But that does now mean I'm without a new game to stream, so this coming Sunday I'm going to be starting 1980X, which CJ mentioned the other week. This means I won't be on the podcast next week, as I won't really have a lot to talk about. while I'm away, why don't you leave some comments below with some suggestions of some new indie games that you'd like to see on stream. Maybe something you've enjoyed recently, or something that you would like a second opinion on before you buy. Some of the highlights from July include Sea of Solitude, Ghost 1.0, or maybe even Egalos. Leave your suggestions below the line and we'll select one to play for the following week. Head over to www.twitch.tv forward slash Afraid of the Folly. Hit follow and enable notifications so you don't miss out. Now back to CJ and Mindy for the rest of the podcast.
0: Thank you for that Folly. I've actually had Crossing Souls on my backlog list for a long time. So after that little review, I think perhaps it's time for me to to take a second look at that game as well. And look, I think you're really gonna enjoy 1980X coming up. What a fantastic game if a little bit tricky perhaps on some of the trophies if you intend to go for the platinum so listeners as fully said if you'd like to reach out to us and suggest a game for him to play in the coming weeks please feel free to do so you can contact him directly on his twitter twitch or you can leave it on our twitter if you prefer at push to plat push the number two plat so as we referenced at the start of the episode listeners we have a little trouble with the audio track from our guest this week Mr. Snatch 2497. It was a fantastic conversation and a very interesting topic, but unfortunately we're going to have to do a little work on the audio just to clean it up. So we're looking forward to dropping that into an episode in the coming weeks. So instead of leaving you a little bit short today, I thought we'll do is have a look at the current winter slash summer sale that's going on on the PSN store so I'm gonna focus today listeners on the EU side on the winter sale I know many of these games are also in the NA sale what we might try and do next week or in the coming weeks is get Mindy to take a look at the NA sale and we can compare them so just be aware today that I'm talking mainly games in the EU sale but they do carry across I know to both both regions So we haven't given a lot of love to the VR in a few weeks, so why don't we start with some VR titles? And what I thought we'd do, listeners, is I'll throw out some of the ones that I've quite enjoyed, that have quite a deep sale. On some of them, I'll also make a comment. I know a few weeks, or uh, well, probably a few months ago, actually, time does fly, we did a bit of a deep dive into how to earn a trophy level, you know, playing some sort of more enjoyable games than your typical spam games. So if you're, you're sort of looking for maybe, you know, a little bit different, a little bit more depth than just your 30-minute your spam plat, and boy, trust me. I know there's nothing wrong with those. I do enjoy them myself. Then perhaps today, listeners, we can just find a little something here for you. So starting with VR, the first one, and if you have VR, you've probably heard of this already, the AstroBot Rescue Mission. It's currently 54% off on the EU store in the sale. That's a pretty deep sale for a game that really isn't that old. It comes in at around 12 to 15 hours, no missables, and of course, it's a platformer. So the Astrobots appeared in the Playroom VR. This is a bit of an extension if you like their own standalone game and look it's really fun. The tracking in this game is fantastic. Yes, the platforming starts off fairly basic and only ever moves to moderate, but I think it's a it's an enjoyable time. So I'm not going to talk more on that one, but it could be worth a look for you the one i will start with a little deeper on is box vr so you might have heard me talk about this game a month or two ago this at the time of launch was kind of expensive for for a sort of exercise experience if you like so it's now on sale at 44 and i think this is a pretty decent price to now have a look into this game so it does have a plat you're probably looking at At the shortest, a couple of days, because it does have a 24-hour trophy, uh, burning the 1,000 calories in 24 hours, but of course, it's not a continuous 24 hours. Now, I will give you a bit of a tip here, listeners. If you're suffering, or you just physically don't want to do that much moving, and look, it will take a few hours to, uh, to acquire that trophy in 24 hours, you can actually spin the move controllers in your hand in sort of like loops and circles as you do the punching, and that will Drastically increase the calorie count, almost sort of to a, to a factor of ten. So if, so if you had enough of grinding, isn't that dreadful, listeners? What a what a dreadful tip! If if you've had enough of grinding that trophy and you're just trying to push it along, that could be the thing to do. Fast circular motions with the wrists is wasn't good at that, and, uh, and that will cut your time down in that. Now, of course, that is not a super easy plat though, although I don't think it's that challenging to be honest with you. The trophies you will have to watch out for in this one are the Class Pro and Class Master. That's to complete de- 10 different classes with 90% or more accuracy, and then to complete 20 different classes with 90% or more accuracy. These are definitely the hardest two. Perhaps depending on how your your tracking goes in this game, you may also have some troubles with hitting cues in five different classes and cues in ten different every cue in ten different classes. But if you're passing with ninety percent accuracy or more, you're probably gonna you know get very close to the ten out of the twenty that you need for that trophy. So my tip here would be that there are three beginner. Missions, if you like, or workouts that come in at three minutes, but they're only three, and then it progressively increases to six, eight, nine, 12 and longer. You will be looking at some longer ones. So this is a trophy that I probably wouldn't set out for, but you'll you'll naturally sort of get with some work towards the end. Look, as I've said before, the game is incredibly fun. If you're using it as a fitness tool, it will definitely it will definitely build up a sweat. There's no motion sickness this one because it is very stable. And at a 44% discount, this is probably the time to make a move on it. Now, if you do like boxing games, Creed Rise to Glory is also at 42%, so this is more of an arcadey boxing simulator now I will be honest, the tracking in this game can be a little bit hit or miss as a result, it can be difficult to beat the legendary fights in this game again, with a little bit of patience, it is doable there are a few different strategies online that you could check out if that game did interest you, but again, quite fun, there is one online multiplayer trophy so you will either need to, you know, locally boost that if you have to, they are all someone else that does so just be aware of that so then let's have a look another game that i think has flew under the radar electronauts this is currently on sale for 53 percent. this is a steal at this price now this game is a double stack n-a-e-u store and it can be done in as less uh, as short as one hour now i believe there is no reliable trophy guide for this but there are plenty of tips out there so basically what this is is a a music mixing Slash DJ Simulator, if you like, it's very user friendly. It's it doesn't bog down in all the sort of mixing things. If you're thinking about programs and audio files and all this, it basically uses shapes that you drop in and out of different synth sounds, loops, all this sort of layering and texturing and stuff like this to earn the trophies. Ninety percent of the trophies will come very very easily. You do need to play the majority of the songs, but again, that does not take very long. As you can tell, if it takes you if it takes an hour, what I suggest if you're doing this one. Could be a good one to double stack. A few hours on the first stack, then you'll learn what you're doing and into the second stack very quickly. So the hardest trophy you'll probably find in Electronauts is the Static Trophy, which requires you to play only the synth ball for four full loops. So not every track has a synth ball. You'll find it common in the latter tracks. A couple of the final tracks have one. So four full loops, if you like, or four sets of uh, four bars. Basically what you want to do is use the use the move controller just to loop around the top of the, the synth ball and then slowly move down the synth ball till you get to the bottom this should take around two full loops if you do it then coming back up that should give you the four full loops look it's really not that difficult and i'm sure listeners you will you will figure it out as you go along So then next, Mind Labyrinth VR Dreams. Another game that I think definitely flew under the radar and another steal coming in at a deep 48% off on the EU store. Well, what is Mind Labyrinth VR Dreams, you may ask? Well, let me tell you, it's a one hour platinum. It's extremely relaxing. Look, It's basically a walking simulator that features a variety of stages, around 10 in total, that will take you around five minutes. Now, there is a little bit of randomness in this game in the where the the balls that you need to to go to to move the level forward, where they spawn sometimes. So look, the levels are very small and self-contained. You will find them if you just wander around naturally. None of the trophies are missable. There are guides available if you need it. It is a single stack and it has some beautiful music. There's no motion sickness in this game. It is a very straightforward walking sim experience. So then a couple of others that I saw Quite well known. Rick and Morty Virtual Reality Coming in at 55% discount. This game doesn't often go on discount. It's not that old. Again, beware. The tracking in this game can lead to some frustrations in earning trophies. So worth checking out a guide for that one. But if you like that humour, it is fantastic. Of course, if you're happy to spend maybe just a little bit more and go for the Trover Saves the Universe in a stimulus humour style, I think that could be a good tip. But, you know, maybe wait for a sale on that one if you like An early VR title to consider, if you've never played it, is Robinson the Journey, coming in at 73% off in this deep sale, another very good price. Now, this is a beautiful game, but I will put a preface in this game. If you do suffer from motion sickness, this is a game to tread very carefully with. There is some climbing elements in ladders in this game that make it Well, you know, they make you need the bucket, trust me. It can be very uncomfortable, which is a shame because it does mar an otherwise beautiful sort of collect-a-thon game, if you like. Something to check out, you know, and and, and be wary of that. So then, two more games I found that may interest you. The first one here, Transference. So this is a 100% game that, again, very rarely comes on sale, but at the moment coming in at a deep 52% off. Transference can be completed with a guide in around 30 minutes if you want to race through the experience There are missable trophies related to the collectibles They're fairly well hidden so you will probably need it But look, if you're going to play without a guide first And I do recommend it, it is an interesting, an interesting puzzle game experiment I suppose is the best way to put it Then you're probably looking at a couple of hours maximum And then, you know, a very short cleanup. And as I said, that game rarely comes on sale So at that price, it's worth a look the next game the exorcist legion vr now this is a game that also i think has flown under the radar it is only a 100% game but it is a full list because each episode had its own trophy so it does add up to almost 1,200 points or the equivalent of a platinum anyway. So this game can also be raced through in a couple of hours if you wish. But again, I would recommend playing the episodes just naturally and then you can come back and clean up. In that regard, all episodes are replayable so there are no missable trophies. Each episode, you're looking at around sort of 10 minutes if you know what you're doing, maybe 20 minutes to 30 if you're just sort of getting a feel for it. They're very linear and it's pretty clear what you're doing. But some of the trophies... You know, you may need a little bit of a cleanup with they're not always the most obvious on a on initial playthrough. It's very much an atmospheric horror, as you would expect from The Exorcist. The, the music is creepy, it's dark, it's fantastic. Perhaps the least the perhaps a light frustration of this game is the tracking so it can take a while to get the tracking set up it is worth setting up because you do switch between numerous tools throughout the game it also has a really funny thing that if you quit out and then reload back in straight away it will affect the tracking so the tracking is fairly easy to fix you end up back in the central sort of you know academy office if you like and you light it up each time that you want to do it but it is worth it is worth the time investment in getting that one going because it's a uh, it's worth playing. So taking a look at the trophies with The Exorcist, and the interesting thing, as we mentioned, is that the trophies are broken up into the episode, but there are a core... Six trophies that you can be sort of earn anytime. The majority of those six trophies can be earned. In fact, four of the six can be earned on loading up the game, ordering the coffee, feeding the plant your coffee right at the start, finding the photo of your favourite pet and the tricky, tricky hidden collectible, the pea soup. Hint, hint, look at the back of the filing cabinet in the evidence room. Ooh, spoiler. So the other two will come naturally as you play the first two episodes. The rest of the other trophies, as we said, with a guide, very easy to mop up. One of the trophies perhaps to watch out for in episode two is High Five to avoid the grasp of the demon hands. It's very unlikely you'll get this in your first playthrough unless you've watched a video of it. It can also be a little finicky with the tracking here. So that could be the only trophy that gives you potential, potential troubles. In Chapter 5, it does require two playthroughs, but only a short playthrough the second time. So look, all up, as I said, you can race through that in a couple of hours if you really want to, or, you know, enjoy the experience. On a scale of sort of 1 to 10 with horror, I'd put it fairly up there at an 8. I think for VR horror, this is this is definitely worth checking out. At the last VR game, look, we're giving the VR tons of love today, is an older game, A Room Where Art Conceals. So this game only available on the Hong Kong store and it's more of an educational experience. It is a 100% game that can be done in roughly an hour, maybe a little bit more. And what it does is it sees you moving through the famous impressionist paintings. It's a really beautiful experience. Look, it is fairly passive. There's a couple of things that you do in their rooms, but, but by and large, it's a passive experience. If you've played the museum, uh, VR, the British Museum game, or A Night in the Forum, you know what to expect with these games, an easy completion that you'll enjoy and perhaps learn something as well. So listeners, I'm sure if you have a PSVR, you can find something there. Have you found something that I don't know about? Well, please reach out and let me know. I love to buy VR games. Occasionally, I even play them as well. So if there's any money left in the wallet, why don't we now look at the PS4? A reminder, we are on the EU store and the EU sale So the first one I'm going to throw out is A Way Out It's currently at 35% off So the little disclaimer on this one It would be cheaper perhaps to look at EA Access for a month to play this game As this game is listed Now this is a co-op game and look, it is a fantastic co-op game It's a very easy, straightforward, sort of 6-8 to eight hour experience Yeah, nothing is missable because you can go back and mop it up It's a unique game, I suppose, and I would recommend playing it with a friend or with a new friend and building a friendship in the game. This game does not require you to finish the Platinum. In fact, you can get it about 20 minutes before the end if you get everything along the way, but it has a fun little mechanic at the end. So I would recommend I would recommend playing through it. Be aware that uh, this game was one of the ones that came with a Buddy Pass. So if you're using that option, your Buddy will not get the trophies. They will have to have a version of the game themselves, but you can play it through and then they can come back later with the full version and clean it up if you wish. Or as I said, it is listed on EA Access. So then we turn to Bubsy, Paws on Fire. Now Mindy likes to remind me that she's had, you know, mixed mixed experiences with Bubsy in the past. Cruel experiences, I think. But I'm here to tell you that Bubsy, Paws on Fire is a fun Look, and fairly easy to mid-experience, if you like. Now, again, a game that hasn't come on sale much because it's really not that old. It's currently at 39% off. You're looking at 8 to 10 hours for the Platinum. Now, this game could be very challenging if you're required to pick up all the collectibles, but you only need to pick up the three core collectibles per level. Most of them are pretty simple. A couple might take a few runs. The checkpointing is very generous overall. Easy, fun, platforming Platinum. Hmm, There we go. That was a mouthful and beautiful as well. So another one that I would recommend. Obviously, we have to throw out Hellblade. Again, it doesn't come on sale very often at a 60% discount. It's something to have a look for. It's a fantastic game. I'm sure I don't need to tell you about it. If the NA stack ever comes on sale, please tell me that seems to be almost impossible. So next up we have Hidden Agenda. So one of the party games, it's 40% off at the moment. This game can be done again in a few, sort of five to six hours I would say. It does require two playthroughs as a minimum and one of them will require extra devices like a phone or tablet as well. It can be done with one person of course or you can play it with multiple people locally. It's a great experience. You probably won't get the Platinum naturally without a guide, but again, I recommend one playthrough and then coming back and cleaning up, even if it costs you the extra playthrough for the hour or two is worth it. If you like this style of games, of course you could move across to the Japanese store and pick up the recent release, or new stack I should say, of a Late Shift, one of the better FMV novels. Again, this can be done in a couple of hours with a guide and manipulating, say, manipulating the ending, or six to eight hours legitimate. There is also a great trick you can use by quitting out at the end to save you having to play it all the times again, if you want. There is minimal variation. So that will really, between the endings. so it really will be up to you. But look, if you haven't played it, that's a double stack for you waiting and it's it's well worthy of your time. So a couple more that I particularly like, but not necessarily the easiest Platinums, are my time at Porsche, a 37% discount. So this is only a newer game. Look. If you like Fetch Quest, this is the game for you. has very light building elements. It's a beautiful, beautiful sort of isometrically top-down style game, but in a cartoony arcade style as well. Look, it's not an easy part, nor is it a short part. But, you know, if you're looking just for some game experience, that could be a good one to pick up. In that line, a couple of other interesting ones that caught my eye. Shenmue 1 and 2 at 50% off. Soul Calibur 6 at 60% off, which is a pretty good price for that game, again considering it's new. Soul Calibur 6 has a ton of content, it does have some online trophies, some of the trophies are a little tricky in the single player, and it is long, but look, I think it's well worth it. The story mode, look, I've heard mixed things, I enjoyed it myself, uh, it's mainly a reading a story with fights dropped in through it, but look, tons of content if that does interest you. So then for the JRPG fan, again, again, we don't see often on sale. The Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet Complete Edition at 36% off. That is the newest installment, I believe, of the Sword Art Online. But if you wanted to go back to the Hollow Realization, that is at a whopping 76% off with this season pass. So, can I find anything else for you listeners? Surely you have nothing left. Well, how about the Crew 2 Gold Edition? Look, don't get me started on this game. It is a major disappointment compared to the Crew, but having said that, it is still worth it to play, and at 72% off, now is definitely the time to play it. Look, it has had a lot of new content dropped in since launch, none of which is required for the platinum. Again, it's not a quick platinum, you're possibly looking at 30 to 40 hours. One of the trophies, maxing out the ranking level, will take quite of a part, sorry, will take quite some time. I suggest you find your favorite event and lock in for the grind at some point. The game can be played with other people in your party and everyone will share the trophies regardless of the finishing positions. So look, it's a great co op game. Alternatively, it can be played in single player. As a warning for that game, it has some of the most aggressive rubber banding I have ever seen in a racing game. So just keep that in mind. There will be frustrations. You will never end up that far ahead at the finish, despite how well you do drive. But if you can handle that, then look, it is a fun game. It has somewhat of a story overlay. And again, it looks beautiful. So what more could we want? So listeners, we're almost there, but I would be remiss of me not to drop in a point and click adventure. So Trooper at 30% off. That's a pretty decent price, again, considering it's a new game and it has been fully guided. Look, I haven't actually played it in my defense yet. It is on my system. I've played it about five or ten minutes. It looks beautiful. I understand there is a lot of missables in that game, so definitely go for it. And if you're looking for an older game, perhaps Torren is for you. At 74% off, coming in at only a few dollars, this is a lovely little 100% that'll take you a couple of hours. Again, fully guided. Look, it's a platformer, I suppose. But look, it's very easy. It's got some beautiful art in it. And it's just a lovely little easy, relaxed story. So just before we hit the spam of the week, listeners, I thought I'd drop in a couple of games that I just discovered over the last few days. Now, I know I've talked a little about the smooth summer games already, but I thought i we're you know, giving you a few trophy tips today. We don't always have time for that with guests and topics as such. I thought I'd drop in a little a little, little, insight into this game because, again, I see it's not shifting that fast at the moment, despite its relatively low price. So, look, it's an arcadey finger Olympics game, if ever one did exist. All the bronze trophies for winning events are fairly straightforward, and they'll be done through the natural sort of campaign, I suppose, if you wish, the three separate style um, of competitions that you have to do. The winning events can only be done in those three competitions, obviously, not in the practice or in the challenge uh, mode that you have to complete. So after you've done that, you'll then move on to the challenge mode. There is a bronze, a silver, and a gold. So this plays like a playlist of the events, if you like, 5, 8, and I think 12. So it builds up as you go. It has a distance or a time that you have to beat. If you don't beat that time, the playlist ends there. If you didn't complete the playlist, you would have to restart. Now there is a practice mode so you can practice the game. The game overall is fairly easy. It even tells you often the angles for launching the javelin or the shot put or the or in the high jump or long jump. The angle seems to be 45%. From personal experience, I found that a little bit lower than that can actually work for a longer distance most of the time, around the 35%. Where this game gets a little bit challenging is setting the world records, particularly in the swimming. It's a slightly different mechanic of basically waddling, I suppose, the sticks. So I found a little bit of a trick here. It says that you need to use the left and right stick, but really it doesn't seem to make any difference. If you just use the left stick uh, as fast as you can, perhaps with two hands sort of oscillating between, it will actually achieve the same result. Having said that, the times are a little bit tight, so you could find a little bit of a challenge in the hardest trophies in this game, the Gold Special Challenge uh, playlist, the Swimming Butterfly World Record, the Swimming breaststroke, Backstroke, and Swimming Crawl. But look, with a little practice, you'll get it. Now, it wouldn't be pushed to plat without some sort of dirty little tip. If you own a turbo controller, this game will be reduced to, well, you know, child's play, really. Basically, you can turbo control every event to rapid fire the X for you, which means you will be winning the races by a long way. You will be throwing the javelin out of the stadium. You will hit someone in the audience in the head with the shot put. It will be unbelievable how far you can throw these things. Unfortunately, the turbo controller will not help you in the swimming events. Something to, to consider. All in all though, look, it's a fun experience if you like a finger Olympic style game. So why don't we stay with the Olympics just briefly? A new release last week, only on the Hong Kong and Japanese store, is Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. Obviously the namesake game for the upcoming Olympics in Tokyo next year. Little warning, the Japanese version of the Japanese store is in Japanese. On the Hong Kong store, however, we have the Korean, English and Chinese version. So this is the one you want. Look, it's not a particularly cheap game. I believe coming in at around 80 Australian dollars, 70 to 80 dollars. But look, it is incredibly fun. It's obviously a little bit easier, I think, I would say, than the Smoots game. Probably around a six to eight hour platinum, so potentially a little bit longer, though. It does have some online trophies that may cause you a little pause for concern, I suppose. These are mainly playing the medallies online or setting the world records online. Now, don't panic if you haven't got this game day one. You're at no disadvantage here at all, listeners. They are preset times, so you're not competing against other real players from around the world, which, of course, could make this platinum incredibly challenging. The preset times are very easy, and they're trophies that you will naturally get. The rest we'll get from playing the events, and look, there are a lot of events included. So in a way, this is a much more fleshed out game, if you like. And look, quite an impressive effort, I think, from uh, developer Sega on this one. So a couple of sporting titles there for you as well. So look, listeners, that is a ton of stuff there. I'm looking forward to hopefully I can twist Mindy's arm into going through in a similar way to the NA sale and see if we can find any differences. But look... You know, if that wasn't enough for you, well, I suppose we could say there was a little bit more quality perhaps than you used to from me. If that wasn't enough for you, though, how about we have a look at the spam now, Mindy, and can you find anything for this week?
1: Well, let's see. Mm. Let's see. We have Woodle or Woodle Tree Adventures. This is a 100% game. It looks like you do have to beat the game, but I would be surprised more than four levels in this game, it very much looks like like the Crocs World lists. You know, considering it says the trophies are complete the first level, unlock the yellow leaf, the orange leaf, and the white leaf, I'm thinking that's four levels, and just collect a number of berries, i.e. coins. I feel like this would not take very long, so let's call it spam.
0: I like the Croc World game, though. These people have managed to organize their trophies in the right order. You'll remember the infamous complete the first world or first level in Croc's world into a gold trophy, and then all completing the game only into a bronze. So, that is correct. Uh, these, these people have uh, have learned from that. But, you know, look, they're dealing with the woodle tree, so of course they have. Uh, they're, they're on touch with it. We'll throw out Hoggy too, you know, because as I said earlier, you can never get enough Hoggy in your life and there will be. I think I,
1: think I might play that tonight, actually. Yeah. yeah. Look after it. And I, How you know, she- I looked at it, I looked at a trailer. It kind of looks like Kirby meets Mario almost. Yes. Yeah. Like with some puzzling in it. Yeah,
0: well, I know, I know you're from more familiar with, you know, Kirby and Mario, but there is a, a core set of hardcore fans that that have always stood by hockey, and and I'm glad that you get to experience it now on a modern gen console, you know, PS4 enhanced and um, you know, ready to go. So there will be six stacks Thanks of. Thanks,
1: like mm,
0: Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Six stacks, and the Asian stack will obviously most likely be out the following week. I think. It drops in the, the middle of the week. What else have we got here for the listeners?
1: There's a new there's a new picross pick game picks deluxe uh, oh, actually this these might just be new stacks. I think they're just new Asian stacks.
0: these are still pretty long though, these games aren't they like it's not you're not doing this in an hour, this game, are you?
1: no, you're not um, even if you have the solution you a little little while yeah. couple hours, yeah, but
0: they're games you don't need the solutions for, aren't they? You can no,
1: you can I mean, the whole point is to yeah. figure it out, but yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, look, look. I I agree with you. Look, should we should we throw out Wolfenstein Youngblood? Seeing there is no ultra difficulty trophy. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) You know, again as a little sidebar, listeners. So this one it comes with a buddy pass. So you know, potentially depending on how good your buddy is, maybe this does become spam for you if you can if you can hide in the corner. I don't I don't know, but that would be what would be very interesting uh, to find out is whether the person on the buddy pass gets the trophies as well because of course the the uh, way out which uh, followed a similar you know similar method uh they did not get get the trophies until they bought the game so i don't know how that works but i'm sure we will we will find out can we uh can we see anything else
1: I don't think so. I think everything else I'm looking at we talked about last week with corn, right? Like Tower of Beatrice. Yeah.
0: That oh that's right. That has not come yet. But you know, maybe maybe by the time you're listening that will be there. Yeah, that's true. I think oh the only other one I I, uh, I discovered was the E, e... <laughs> Oh listeners. Why did she they, they do this? No, 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 I'm still <laughs> I'm still here. I'm just I'm just choosing which pronunciation I'm gonna go with this time. It feels like deja vu. <laughs> And I, it feels like deja vu. It feels like that, doesn't it? Oh, sorry, the name, the name, uh, Ella. I'm going to go with Ella, E-L-E-A.
1: No, I made it, I made it, I made a joke.
0: Oh, sorry.
1: Deja, I, joke. I was
0: literally stalling on this, you know, yeah. look at that, four letters. Uh, Ella game. So this is a game that's been out on the Xbox for over a year. There are video guides. The video guide comes in at about two hours or so, I believe. There are, I think, four missable to highly missable trophies. So, you know, if you were going to do this in one run, you would want to check that out or, you know, if it's, a, if it's a second playthrough um, or whatever else you know then you could check it out then uh it's a it's a science fiction style game apparently the writing in the game is quite good not nothing else particularly is so you know be be warned listeners and you know treat it as 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 such and as you wish and we were saying we' were saying before that we were enjoying the trophy names and descriptions I believe in this game Mindy we had some uh, we had some fun ones in there.
1: Well. We did. And I, you know, I should have pulled this up so I could jump on really quickly. Oh, sorry. No, well, okay. uh, yeah, because this is the one, yeah, where I'm not entirely sure that English is their first language. Yes. Because they have they have such great trophy descriptions as uh, thank you for moon moving. Right. Yes.
0: And they, they had my personal favorite, which is a life full of glitches. And that's for completing the a life full of promises chapter, <laughs> which I think is great. So
1: how about, uh, get, get out of the labyrinth for under 15 seconds. So I guess that means play the stage for less than 15 seconds and you'll, uh, without actually right. exiting it and you will, uh, you will win, I guess. <laughs> it's always
0: a good sign for a spam title when there's a trophy that requires you to do something in under 15 seconds, isn't it? Right. <laughs> That's, uh, um, you know, I mean,
1: yeah, what was the other one? Different. Oh, there was one that was just unnecessary. Um quotation marks which is a huge pet peeve of mine which is you truly are the master of the quote blue quote screen of death
0: (laughs) that's i like that one too yeah yeah that is
1: what was that game we talked about a couple of weeks ago and i said i didn't understand the game's name because it sounded like they didn't understand did that game come out yet it was like search for quest
0: oh it was uh, a in the wording you mean yeah i'm not i'm not sure so the problem, listeners, I'm sure this doesn't happen to you, but the the spam is flo- flowing, flowing, flowing so freely these days that it all starts to it all starts to merge together, doesn't it, in one's in one's mind? So,
1: which you you know, you'd think spam would not be a flowing. Well, kind you of know, thing. I
0: don't know. The the one thing that I am enjoying, listeners, is the the rise of the word spam. Now, you know, I I, I don't remember this word being used, you know, hugely in trophies except for the last couple of years and now I hear it a lot and it it makes me smile. You know, I think there's a new genre. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think it's established enough that we can now call it its own genre, the genre of spam. How do you feel about that, Mindy?
1: Um, I don't know if that's an accomplishment or not.
0: Well, it's just a thing. I mean, it's just validating the spam hunter, I think, which is the evolution of the genre of spam. People will, will be happy to stand up and leave their house and identify as spam hunters in the future. And I think that's a wonderful world that we live in. And it's being, it's being uh, you know, brought forward by games such as The Masterful Hoggy 2, Wattle Tree Adventures. <laughs> you know, so what a time we live in, listeners, what a time. I think, is that enough games? That, that's a lot.
1: As, that is a lot yeah it's a
0: lot i mean the last few weeks have been insane you could have probably earned 50 plus uh, easily in, in four games across multiple stacks in the last few weeks as as we all would have while we were mowing the lawn or or eating the eating the now we didn't discuss this is the is it a fruit or what type of food is this this
1: mochi mochi did i say it wrong again oh from mochi mochi boy mochi yes So mochi is, it's Japanese. It's, um, it's like a rice cake with like something sweet inside. It's generally sweet. In the States, generally you'll see mochi ice cream. Mm. So it'll be, it'll be that kind of rice cake, mochi rice. What's the word I want? Uh, like covering like the, the, the bowl and they'll, they'll fill it with, they'll fill it with ice cream, but it's more of a sweet kind of rice dough, I suppose.
0: So that must be the, the, like the pellets in the game that you're you're going around.
1: With. Yeah. It looks like, you know, the trophies say slime, yes, but you know, I before I even looked at the trophy list, I saw that the game was called Mochi Mochi Boy and it's a bunch of little colored balls. And I'm like, Oh, they're, they're mochi yeah. balls. Basically. Yeah.
0: Look, I wonder how many people have, have picked up on that reference while they are, you know, idly follow the 12 minute guide for the platinum in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
1: educate yourself
0: (laughs) yes yes look please do you know that's what we're trying to to do for ourselves here so anyway look that is a ton of stuff as always Mindy I would like to to thank you for for joining us or for joining me today and the listener of course where can we find you if we're looking for you
1: I am on PlayStationTrophies.org. I'm on the guide team there so if you want to try your hand at writing a trophy guide uh hit me up over there I will help you through the process uh, you can also find me on Twitter at the Mind is a City. I also co-run the Push to Plat Twitter with CJ, and I'm sure he'll tell you more about that.
0: Yes, sure. So the show does have its own Twitter at Push the Number 2 Plat, Push 2 Plat. Uh, feel free to come along, follow us, like us, leave us a question, leave us uh, some thoughts or, or whatever you like. We'd love to hear from you. The show is available on iTunes, Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and all those other lovely podcast providers that it has attached its tentacles to as it goes out into the world, which is lovely, lovely thought to leave us with. So. Remember people, uh, remember people, or people remember, I don't know. Uh, give us a like, a subscribe, or, or really just whatever. Tell people, tell anyone. I saw a lovely comment on our YouTube channel this week that we help pass the time when people are grinding easy games. And look, you know, what a wonderful way to do it. You know, turn down the sound and listen to listen to anything. Educate yourself, as Mindy says, or, you know, don't educate yourself and just have a good time uh, with a podcast or, or five, you know, depending on what you're playing. Uh, you know, with that in mind, Mindy, uh, are you free next week? Shall we? Shall we go
1: again? Oh, I think I can. I think I can do it again.
0: You can, yeah. Well, look, you're not going to be busy with the backlog, so, <laughs> so you can <laughs> carve out a couple of hours for for us. You know, I'm sure the listeners will appreciate it. So, look, until next time, listeners, good luck on the trophy hunt. Have fun. Play fun. Play nice. Be safe. See you next week.
1: Bye.